Welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode 229, our Halloween episode. I'm your host, Chris Britton, so let's go. For here, Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest HeroClick singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio again this week is my sexy ranch hand co-host, Calder Ness, and a returning listener guest, Chris Kurtz. What's going on, guys? I'm right. <laughs> don't all don't all answer answer at once. Just give me give me say do a normal introduction for me, Chris. Just do the do uh, the hey Calder, what's going on? Just say that. Just say that for me. Thank you. Hey Calder, what's going on? Bookie bookie, let's get spooky. <laughs> You're so stupid. Thank you, thank you for that. How are you doing, Chris? <laughs> I'm good. I, I feel like I should get rowdy because nobody else wants to. Ah, uh, it's the Halloween episode. I gotta change something up. <laughs> that was so he put on, good he put on so his good. costume for you yeah all right well here uh dial h for hero clicks we like to normally start off with what made us happy this week mine is probably less interesting than the, my uh my esteemed co-hosts this week so i'm gonna go ahead and start it off uh i did get to finish daredevil it ended in a weird way that i didn't see coming uh but it was actually really good and all be all and then I'm still of one of those people out there that still plays Pokemon Go, and it's been like a release of Generation 4 Pokemon. And today, uh, we actually went out, Jaylene and I went out, she's the one that actually forces me to play Pokemon Go. We went out to uh, catch this legendary Pokemon, and it's a ghost. And uh, we, we did three raids together, and I caught it three times, and she didn't catch it any, so she's just spent the vast majority of the day like, I hate you. Like, in a good way, because I just I whipped her butt today. So that was oh, kind of wow. fun. That was fun. So, uh, Calder, what made you happy this week? So, like, really quick, crazy off-tangent. Because of the trip last week, I ended up re-downloading Pokemon Go, and, like, I'm addicted again, and I hate it. Uh, <laughs> but what made, what made me happy was, like, I got to play some Miraculix. I played a three-man uh, Shifting Focus Captain America team with three Shifting Focus Captain Americas, and they performed exactly how I wanted them to, and I loved it so much. Okay, cool. What about you, Chris? Well, I guess one of us has to be the adult, so I I deleted Pokemon Go from my phone for space. <laughs> and uh, I'm really happy because our house is on the market now, so that's a stress that is gone. So I'm happy about that. And I got to play Hero Clicks too. And I used the shipping focus Captain America, and he performed okay because he's just Cap. How dare you? Chris is actually one of the many listeners that uh, I, I talk to via direct messages on Twitter all the time. And uh, you were telling me about all of the boxes of hero clicks that you had to try and get rid of and move. Yeah, I um, – well, okay, so I think – was it Mr. Clicks Fix? One of them, they, they put up a video, and it showed how they stored them in five-row boxes. Um, in the background, and so I messaged him, and I actually he actually made a, an episode just because of me on how to store them because I have to reevaluate my life and how I store hero clicks. I think we, I mean, realistically, if you're associated with Dial H for hero clicks in any way, you really need to reevaluate your life. Self-deprecating oh, humor is the best true. humor. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, well, here at Dialage for Hero Clicks, uh, we like to bring you up to date news about the game of Hero Clicks and other nerd related content. So let's jump into the news section. have some WKO prizing. I'm not generally super excited about most of the WKO prizing. However, this week is a big, big difference for me. We got three characters that are near and dear to my heart because I love the Shi'ar and I love the Imperial Guard. Uh, let's start off Calder. Oh, Which no. figure would you like to talk about? Or you don't so, have it pulled up yet. I, no, I got it pulled up. I was just like, ah. Uh. Oh, we're going to start with me. We're going to start really low, so that way the, the high highs look really awesome. So I'm going to talk about Hassar. Uh, she has Imperial Guard and the Shi'ar keywords, so, you know, all those teams that are modern. Uh, she has no special combat symbols whatsoever. She has zero range. She has 60 points. Her top dial looks a little something like this, with an 8 movement charge, 11 attack with a white power, 18 defense with toughness, and 3 damage with exploit. She has that white power. I'm going to call it a special special ability. She has a special power for her first four clicks of her dial. Her last two clicks are kind of some sidestep close combat expert with uh, combat reflexes, which is great. And there's another one of those odd sidestep close combat expert clicks thrown in the middle of her uh, her charge clicks, as if they just don't want to make it a straight charge for three clicks sidestep of three. It, I don't know why they threw that in there, but okay. Her special power is channeled bioelectricity. Quake, comma, giant reach two, period. When Hassar uses Quake after resolutions, give each target that was knocked back an action token. So that's pretty cool. We've seen a, uh, a Quake that gives action tokens before. Uh, so she's just a kind of solid little piece for 60 points. I really like this figure a lot, actually. Do you remember I last why. when I was uh, when I was saying about how when you have options uh, in any game it doesn't really matter what it is on a piece or on a card or whatever that's always better and I love how she can just straight up charge with eleven attack three damage exploit or you can do the cool action tokeny quake thing so that's really cool I like that a lot it's like quake capacitate. Yeah, and it's awesome. I feel like Quake should just incapacitate stuff anyway. I feel like most people don't actually use Quake very often. It's just one of those like unsung hero powers. It kind of is. I mean, every time I went to use it in a Battle Royale, Knockback or Quake, it was like, I've got charged. Like, oh, whatever. Yeah. I played a game I played a game the other day uh, on that ice map where if you get knocked back, it doubles it. Um, and... <laughs> The guy I was playing with, uh, super cool guy, I like playing with him. We, we, we end up playing every week. Um, and he was using Frogman and some other people that did knock or did Quake and Knockback and just scooting me all over this place. And it was, it was a fun team. So that's awesome. That's fun. Okay. Well, that's the first character. Uh, Chris, do you want to talk about the second character? I do, because I think, I think she's really interesting. Uh, Manta. Well, it's also Imperial Guard Shire. Um, she has improved targeting, uh, ignores hindering terrain, which is never bad when your bane is the Batman team ability. Uh, 40 points. <laughs> so between her and, uh, Husser, uh, that's 100 points. So I think we're going to see something that comes up later that makes this a good 300 point team, maybe. I don't know. Uh, foreshadowing. Uh, but with that, you get, uh, four range, 
uh, seven speed, ten attack, seventeen defense with ESD. Uh, white power on uh, movement and uh, her damage. Um, but they're super cool, I think. Um, the the movement power is phasing teleport, and adjacent friendly characters also get improved targeting, ignores hindering, which is awesome. Um, and then what I really, really, you know, when I looked at it, what I really thought was interesting is the white damage power is enhancement, but it also gives her the PD team ability. And I don't think I've ever seen a power that gives a team ability in the middle of the power. So I think that's really cool. I think there's been some that have given like power cosmic, but the PD team ability, not to my knowledge. Right. Specifically anyway. Plus she has flight and Hussar doesn't, so you can carry her in. That's good. Yeah, they seem they seem like a good little. She seems like a really good support piece to me for forty points. I think she's an amazing pair for this next character, as he doesn't have improved targeting or sindering, and it bumps his damage up quite sustainably. Just ooh, look at all that foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. <laughs> all right, so those two add up to a hundred points. You want a nice rounded out three hundred point team, which we've been saying for a very long time. If you were gonna make like these three figures at a time, whether it's a prize support thing, or in this case, it's a WKO, that we can have basically a ready-to-go, ready-to-play 300-point team. This is exactly how you do it. This is a really, really good job on WizKids' part, so I'm going to give them credit for that. Let's talk about probably my favorite person in all of Marvel Comics with a mohawk, and that's going to be Gladiator, coming in at 200 or 125 points. We have Flight. We have Endom. We have six range. He does not have any, um, like Calder said, he doesn't have any improved targeting, but he does have improved movement, which is busting through blocking terrain, which is pretty sweet. Um, I want to talk about the dial for, first before I actually, this is kind of weird, but I want to talk about the dial first before I jump into the traits. Um the dial starts off with 12 speed running shot, 12 attack pin side, 18 defense with impervious, and 4 damage with leadership. It's such a good representation of Gladiator. Um, the leadership is definitely a solid choice that they made for the character, and the stats are so beefy for a 200 point character. You would expect the stats to be really high, but 12 attack... It doesn't really get passed around that often, and I'm really happy to see that he has maintained that 12 attack because I believe, what was that old one? It was also, I think, a WKO prize. It was like 300 points and he had 12 attack. So right, yeah. drop in 100 points and you're maintaining that 12. That's, like, really solid. Okay, so the dial itself is nine clicks long. Let's go to the traits. Uh, this first trait is only applicable when he is being played at 200 points. It's called Protecting the Shi'ar Empire from Invasion. If an opponent's force has more characters than your force, Gladiator can use Colossal Stamina, which is fantastic, especially on a tentpole character. Second trait, called This Battle Will Only End With Your Defeat. If Gladiator is 125 points, he is KO'd when his dial clicks past the red KO line. Protected, Pulse Wave, that's a lowercase protected. So... Uh, the dial is kind of strange. We've seen this on characters like Kyle Rayner, um, but we have those t first two clicks is like running shot pin side version of the character. The next two clicks are charge super strength version of the character. 
The next two clicks are two clicks of sidestep and that uh, steel energy. All the while, he never drops below having at least an uh, invulnerability. So that is five clicks. I'm sorry, six clicks. Let me see if I can do math. Six yep. clicks of reduction of two, which is fantastic. Now here's where things get bonkers. So on starting on click number seven, and then also on eight, and then also on nine, it's all the same. Powers, the stats change. He gets a special speed power and a special defense power. The special speed power is called I Believe Myself Untouchable. Hypersonic speed. When Gladiator damages an opposing character, give him a confidence token. So I'm really glad they're going back to that. So if you don't know how Gladiator's powers work, they're all based off of his own confidence in himself. So the more confident he is, the more powerful he is. Just kind of like, uh, like a Green Lantern's willpower. Um, when an opposing character damages Gladiator, remove a confidence token. So that is also flavorful and flavorful and nice. Free action. Gladiator can use Perplex at no cost a number of times equal to his confidence token tokens, but only to target himself. And then it also has protected outwit, lowercase protected. So a couple things to unpack from this. If you keep hitting, you're going to keep going up in confidence tokens. You keep going up in confidence tokens, you can perplex yourself two, three, four, five times if you get that lucky. Um, they all target themselves. But the greatest thing about this is you don't have to remove any of the confidence tokens. It doesn't say anything about that. So you can just keep building them. However, if you get hit once, they all disappear. So I just think it's really, really fun. Um, oh, no, it, say, it says remove a confidence token. Okay, so it's not all of them at once. That's good. That's even better. That's fantastic. So there's that. And then the special defense power is called your attack only strengthens any resolve, or my resolve. Stop. Invincible. I mean that pink power. And then gladiator can't be healed. So stats-wise, that is. by the way, that's three stop clicks if you're not keeping track. Uh, his damage goes 3, 4, 5. His attack goes 10, 11, 12. His defense goes 17, 18, 19. And his speed goes 9, 10, 11. So they all incrementally increase by one every stop of his stop clicks. This thing is awesome. I, I really, really love this piece. And for 200 points, this is actually one of the very few 200 points that are made nowadays that I think are actually worth every bit of that 200 points. Um, Calder, I know you wanted to talk about how Manta pairs with Gladiator, so do that. I mean, I think it's awesome. So let's just look at his first like set of powers, right? Running shot, penetrating sight blast, all that stuff, okay? He has you know, special movement, moves through blocking. Manta can phase through blocking. So like, no matter what map you put them on, you can get this shot paired off really well. So not only does she phase up, and he can just go through any blocking terrain, she then has, he gets to ignore hindering. So now, if you had a stealth bonus, or if you had the hindering bonus, whatever, he can still shoot you. Then enhancement makes him, what, swinging for five damage? Paired with the police team ability, on top of all of that, they get negative one to defense. At most, he's going to need a six to hit. I mean, that's an awesome rule, saying they have a 19 defense and bringing it down. I mean... I absolutely loved the pairing of him and Mansa. I think I think they perfect they made some really good synergy with this team, and WizKids deserves a pat on the back for that. 
I definitely think uh, we'll get into your opinion on this, Chris. Last thing I want to say, and then we'll do that. But uh, if you say you get on to click number seven, which is this first stop click, you hit somebody, you get your first confidence token. It is a free action, so you can trigger that perplex even after you attack. Duh. I think probably your best option is going to immediately pump it into defense, but at least you're going from a 17 defense to an 18, which is really, I mean, that's definitely admirable. It's okay. But it only gets better from there if he does get hit. I mean, 19 base defense on click number 9? That's dumb. 5 base damage? Oh, and he has precision strike all three of those clicks? Like, this is a really solid character, and I really like it. Chris, what do you think? So the, the thing that I really wanted to add about this guy that I think is really amazing is so Witch Queen Lafay. I want to talk about her just kind of and how this how this goes with her is basically just point costs. So if you if you get her on her 100 point uh, dial, she has five clicks, right? Through the 150 point where she gets all this cool special powers and she's great. You get two clicks. This guy for 75 points gets six clicks. I mean, so your your value for that is just it's really good because most most people for you know most people will go okay I've got a choice between the higher cost or the lower cost a lot of times you go the lower cost because it's just a better value this one seems good value all the way across but for the extra clicks you're 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 getting the extra points but I think you're getting way more for your points than you did with like Witch Queen Lafay for example would would you guys say that this is probably one of the best like wko prizes that they've made in a while absolutely man i i like the fact that it's just like yeah i remember old school like fantastic four when you got four characters and they all equaled you know this is a 200 point team this is a 300 point team this is a 400 point team that this little grouping you know is it is an out of the box 300 point team that is is just good I really think that WizKids should – well, first of all, listen to us. <laughs> but, no, they, they really need to make these packs of three always add up to, like, a nice little round number, like 300. I mean, if you want to make it higher than that, like a 400 or a 500, that that's also fine. Just make it nice and rounded off so that people can play with these in the future. They'll make them more desirable because you can make have them have synergy. This was like um, – wasn't it the Trinity – the on DC side, you had the Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman Trinity, and that added up to like a really nice round number, and they all worked together really well. Like that was a really good idea. This is another really good version of that. Yeah, I've seen because I've seen some OP kits when you get all three of them, they don't even have the same keywords. And like the one oh, you brought right. up, the Trinity, they all had the Trinity keyword. I mean, you could you know because I knew people that were like, oh man, I got challenge. We have a challenge league going on. And they're like, oh, I forgot a team. I can use these three as 300 points. I'm going to get beat, but I can use them. At least you can play, you know? Exactly, exactly. And I would rather – if I showed up, I would rather be able to play and lose and at least have fun with friends and, you know, have, you know, just a hero clicks experience and I'll come back next time ready to go rather than show up and go, oh, I can't play. I guess I'll just sit around and be bored or go home. Like, that's not fun. So. Yeah, nope. Okay. I they, they they did good on this one, and I and I like I'm an old school X Men lover, so mm-hmm. um, the, I like the Shire, I really do. Um, and the fact that I mean, I, you know, they're they're not they're not gonna be able to be used on the team base, but they're not making any of those more anyway, so it doesn't matter. 
Right. Yeah, that's true. true. That's true. Okay, Calder, you have any last thing to say before we move on? Nope, that's it. I can't wait to win all of them in Omaha. Sorry. Just one more regular I wish, thing. I wish you luck, man. <laughs> when, when is that tournament in Omaha? When is that? Uh, in Omaha, Nebraska, it is going to be the fourth. So one week from today. Okay. All right. We are keeping with the Halloween theme, doing something a little bit different here on Dial H. We decided to pick three characters a piece. We're not going to go into dials or anything like that, but characters that represent something about Halloween for us, a little bit about the character in the comics, and then uh, a version of the character that we chose just uh, so maybe you guys can go out and have some fun playing some creepier characters this week if you guys have a Halloween game. Uh, I'm going to start it off, and the character that I chose is by far one of the most brutal characters as far as, I mean, he's insanely psychotic in Marvel Comics, and that's none other than Carnage, Cletus Cassidy. Uh, the figure that I chose, and the reason why I chose it, is uh, the Superior Foes Carnage, so a lot easier to get your hands on than the giant one. Also, this this trait is Sadistic Slaughter. That's the name of it. And if you know anything about the character of Cletus Cassidy, I mean, he's a serial killer that then got a symbiote. So I just thought that was really creepy. So if you guys wanted to run like a cool team of psychotics, uh, I'm going to give you two more. I don't know what the other two guys tonight decided to go, maybe a little sub-theme in the Halloween realm. But that is my first choice is Carnage. So Calder, what did you choose for your first well, choice? I chose an actual Halloween character, Chris. Uh, first up <laughs> on my list is uh, some people might already know what I'm going to say, but it's Bessie the Hell Cow because she's a cow who has, you know, she's a vampire cow. Come on, guys. Uh, Halloween to me has always been like kind of a goofy holiday where you can be like, ooh, spooky, scary ghouls and all that stuff. But also like, we're dressing up as costumes, going around getting candy or getting plastered, either one. So just have fun with the holiday, and that's why Bessie the Hell Cow is my first pick. Oh, I went super dark with Halloween, and you went super You did. Nice. <laughs> well, he looked out the window and goes, what do I see? Cows. Cows. Gotta go. Posts. Fence posts. Yep. Uh, <laughs> all right. What about your first choice, Chris? I'm going to go, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to go, people say you guys don't talk about DC enough, so I'm going to bring it up a notch, and I'm going to talk about Ragman from the uh, World's Finest set. Um, he's, he's, he just looks creepy, and uh, he's got, like, oh, what was the name of the suit? Hold on, I'm getting there. There's a name for the suit? Suit of Sorrows, is that right? Oh, that sounds really That was a Batman suit. That was a Batman suit. Okay. I'm really good at screwing these things up. I'm not good at names. So <laughs> So what about Ragman makes him the Halloween choice for you? Well, if if you read like the way his powers work in the comic books, he like traps people's souls and stuff like that. So um and like suffocates them and you know. It's dark. Uh, I love it. Suit of souls. Suit of souls is what the, the one oh, shot yeah. issue was. So um yeah, I just he just seems like super Halloween-y. Um uh, his dad owned like a pawn shop and stuff like that. Names oh. Rag Hatters. <laughs> uh, the haunted pawn so shop. <laughs> <laughs> Straight out of Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna move on. I'm actually gonna keep in the vein of DC. 
that I believe that they've only ever made one version of this character, so you can actually go out and get it. I did look at the dial. It's actually playable because of a recent set that came out, and that's going to be Zaz. So Zaz is another serial killer, this time in D.C. This guy, if, if you look at uh, his D.C. Wikia page, his only weakness is he has mental illness. So just saying, he could probably take down Superman since he has no weaknesses. Uh, <laughs> but what what Zaz does, which I think is just super creepy and psychotic killerish, is when he kills people, he tally marks on his own body a tally mark for every one of his victims. So at this point in the comics, like his whole body is just. If you've ever played any of the Arkham games, or what was the one where it was the first one maybe? That he's in there, and uh, he's already, like, got some people hostage, and he's getting ready to kill him or something. And uh, you have to sneak Batman stealth sneak in, but he's just covered in tally marks. And you're like, man, that guy has killed a lot of people. That's super creepy. He also has, like, this really creepy voice. So if you've played the Arkham games, you know what I'm talking about. Um, the one from Streets of Gotham is the only one that they've made. And, not like I said, not going into the dial, but his attack kind of sucks the whole dial, but he does have the Batman enemy team ability. So, because of the recent set, you can, you know, piggyback off of other people's attack values. And for 45 points, he's actually really good. So, go check him out. Calder, what's your second choice? Uh, my second choice is, I always loved uh, werewolf movies. They're, like, like, close to my top whatever movies to watch during Halloween, just scary movies. And, like, so I never watched, like, real werewolf movies, like the freaking the basketball werewolf movie or whatever. I love werewolves. Werewolves are awesome because, like, anyone can get, like, whatever, turn into a werewolf. They have a stupid set of complications that you, that you can kill them with, right? It's got to be a silver handle on a wooden stick or a silver bullet or a silver blade. It's hilarious. I love werewolves. I love everything about them. And my favorite character is Captain America. And believe it or not, one time he turned into a werewolf in comics, and it's a hero flick. So I got to go with Cap Wolf. Because the one of the one of the worst storylines that I own all of, but I love it to death because it's so cheesy and corny. But Captain America is a werewolf because it, it brings in dressing up for Halloween and then just straight up a Halloween creature. So Cap Wolf is my second pick. So if you're keeping track right now for Calder's side, you have a vampire, a werewolf. I've got money on the next one being a zombie. Am I right? Shut up! No, you're actually you're right? actually wrong. No, you're wrong. Oh, thank God. <laughs> All right, Chris, what's your next pick? Okay. I went with an old school and this is this is all sculpt base. When I see this figure, I think I think Halloween. And that is gonna be the forty one B Hobgoblin from the Amazing Spider Man set. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. He's got, you know, these creepy bat wings and this huge flaming sword, um, and he just screams Halloween to me. With the or and he's orange and black colored basically, so how could you not go Halloween with that? Right on. All right, for my last choice, once again, sticking with the psychotic killer theme, I just finished watching Daredevil, and if you get the chance to watch it, you will be introduced to Bullseye this season. <laughs> Bullseye is one of the only people in Marvel Comics that might be as actual crazy, like just psychotic killer level crazy, as Cletus Cassidy. So I, I don't know what it is about the character. If you read his stuff, that is the only thing on his mind. Like, at any time, it's just how many people can I murder? He just loves doing it. Um, the one I went with was the Deadpool number 36 bullseye. 
exceptionally high range, exceptionally high attack with the probability control. I know some people out there have definitely played this piece because it's such a good piece. So they already know what it does and why it's so good. Go out there and play this piece if you haven't. Dark Avengers and Thunderbolts keywords. So he can get around on some team teams. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Calder, your last pick. So my last pick is not a mummy popular belief, but it is indeed a... Okay, that's as far as we go to. So I'm going to talk about a skeleton. Now, my favorite movie for Halloween ever to watch is Army of Darkness. I watch it every Halloween, every Christmas. Don't ask why. And also, there's another Halloween Christmas movie about a skeleton or whatever. Who cares about that guy? But right now, we're talking about my favorite, like, all-time generic, or at least pseudo-generic, because it is the Skeleton Champion from Undead. I love skeletons. They're awesome. They're hilarious. They're the first level enemies in any dungeon crawler game you play. I mean, skeletons are awesome, and you always see them at Halloween stores, and Skeleton Champion for me is just, he's 50 points of fun. I mean, I love skeletons, man. They're so great. You want to hear something really funny? I almost chose that exact same soundbite to use for something later in this episode. Oh, so I'm nice. glad I didn't. <laughs> I have another right. soundbite for a meme later, so let's, let's keep it hush-hush. All right, sounds good. Chris, what is your last choice? Okay, once again, I, I'm a sculpt guy. I went with this sculpt. Um, and how could you not go with the sculpt when one of the powers is my solid gold gun with diamond bullets, the compensator? That's right, Pirate Deadpool. Yeah. I just, he just he just looks like a cool. I mean, looks like he's dressing up to go out and play pirates and go get you know candy. I don't know. I mean, Pirate Bob's got to fly around carrying his bag, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> Pirate Bob. Pirate like Bob. that's um, another thing about pirates though is that's probably one of the best episodes if you've ever seen Kids Next Door. There's a Halloween episode where the pirates try to steal all the candy or whatever. It's a dumb show, but that's what that makes me uh, think of. All right, Nobody well, else? Okay, cool. I, Whatever. Think, I think that's it. Whatever. <laughs> that's, that's our top. That's our affirm top. Affirm what I just said, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we hope that you did enjoy listening to our choices for possible Halloween teams that you guys might play. If you do end up going and playing some of those characters, let us know how it went for you. Let us know if you won. We like hearing those stories. But until then, to keep the episode rolling. Let's play a little Bad Samaritan. Alright, so, if this is the first episode of Dial H for Heroclix that you have tuned into, Bad Samaritan is a game where I have chosen three modern age figures. In front of me, I have a list of clues. Calder has a random number generator. He's going to give me a number. I'm going to give an associated clue for the character, such things as name, keyword, point value, team abilities, things like that. Uh, they are going to get one guess per round. They have three rounds for each character to guess what it is. If they get it right, they get a point. If they don't, then I get a point. So are you guys ready to play Bad Samaritan? Oh, I'm ready. Uh, wait, before he before he random number generates anything, I'm saying Batman. <laughs> Obligatory Batman. Because I'm Batman. I'm, I'm not getting. I'm not getting. The last time it was not good for me, so I have to go there. Okay. Well. Okay. I I will preface your Batman preface by saying, 
every one of these choices are not only Halloween related, they are in fact a uh, three choices from a listener that sent in recommendations. And oh I'll man! Read, I will read the uh, the email here after we get done playing. It was actually really cool, so I'll say that now. But why don't we jump into the first clue? Oh, and I did change the sound effects this game since we are on a Halloween theme. So this will be your sound cue for a correct answer. That is a werewolf. And a wrong answer will be... Oh, they're from The Lion King. I know them. (laughs) No, it's not the hyenas. It's some oh. kind of, uh, I, I think, I don't know. Is that like from Call witch? of Duty? Is it a witch or something? I don't know. Listen. Maybe it's a witch. You said duty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you laughed. Let's go, on. Let's go on to the first character. And Calder, if you would like, you can give me a number. Number five, Chris. All right. Number five is going to be rarity. Rare is the rarity. Oh, wow, Rare. It is a rare. But a Halloween-themed rare. Ooh. It is a Halloween-themed rare. Sheikla. Um, Sheikla. Or she's super rare. She is both, technically. Oh, but if I say one, I get both. That is so, true. That's true. She seems Halloween-y. She's got that brody kind of that brooding kind of costume thing going on. Yeah, I can dig it. I'm going um, there. I'm going to go with Iron Goblin. I played okay. against him today. I played against him today. He's good. He is good. Those are two very solid answers for this week. Uh, and survey says... <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're going to move on to the second clue. It's going to be number 12. Number oh, 12 good pick, is... Good pick. Any special combat symbols? It does have one, and that is indomitable. So it can't fly, but it's indomitable. Hmm. Now, we do encourage the listener to, if you want to play along, go ahead and pause the podcast, see if you can come up with a guess, and press play. See if you're right. I want to say, I don't know if he's a, is I, hey, Calder, do you remember if Iron Punisher is a rare, or is he an uncommon? He's an uncommon. Never Iron mind. Punisher is an uncommon, yeah. Uh, a rare with Indomitable. Rare with Indomitable. That is, uh, that's our stumper for the week. I'm going to go with uh, Beltagore from the Undead set. Okay. Beltagore. Is Belt- that how you pronounce that? Belt- I'm going to go I, with that. Belt for something, man. I don't know. I know what you're talking about. We're, yeah. We'll just go with it. Uh, what's another rare with Indomitable? Probably a million of them. No flight. Yeah, there's... The thing that's getting me is it has no flight or anything else. Just, just Indomitable. Um, how about, um, does Nico Moranu, does she, does she have? Uh, Nico Minori? No, she is willpower later in the dial. So she does not start with Indomitable. Uh, neither does the what if version, because she also has willpower top dial. Um... Man, oh man, this is this is like a tough one. This is this is pretty. This is good. This is good, Chris. 
I, these weren't my choices. Oh, yeah, these are Yeah, see, I don't even know. That, uh, all credit is going to go to Citizen Organist, or Eric Capes. Oh, okay, so it's his fault. Awesome, so that's why you're playing. <laughs> it's, it's his fault. <laughs> Uh man, I, uh, I should say something right because there's a lot of dead space right now. So I'm there's just gonna... like a, so much dead space, but you can just like keep talking. You can do whatever. I can try to do something if you need to keep thinking or you know silently click on HC realms and I'll dismiss with you. Uh, Carter's disqualified for cheating. Ah, uh, was a joke. <laughs> if you if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's, I mean, yeah, you know, right? and in paintball, cheaters live longer. So that's so true. But it's, it's harder to not call your shots in paintball because you're covered in paint. Unlike Airsoft, it's like, did you hit? I'm like, no, I totally didn't. You can't tell. Anyways, fundamental Count, flaws. Count Nefaria. Count Nefaria. Count Nefaria. He's a count. Uh, locked, locked in. Locked Survey in. says... Oh. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to the last clue of the first figure. Calder, give me a number. Ah, shoot, number 10. Number 10 is name of special power. Ooh, maybe. That's the figure has no special powers. <laughs> <laughs> what did, what did of, you just break, Colin? I just, I, no, I just slapped the table, but I'm really mad. Uh, of course not. <laughs> because why would it? Why would it need special powers? I don't even... Why? Hero clicks, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no special powers, so it's a. You know, at one point there weren't special powers, right? It, the game existed for literally years without them. But not for me. But wait, are we? <laughs> wait, are these are these modern figures? These still? are modern. These gotta be modern. These are all modern. Okay. 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 Feeling better. Feeling better about us uh, losing this now. So yeah, right. So this is not like the week where I accidentally screwed things up because I thought I forgot that there was rotation and I forgot to look at what had been rotated and HC Realms wasn't up to date, so I just assumed stuff was still modern and then it turned out it had rotated that week. This is not like that. I feel like a rare with no special powers at all. It might be like a rare from uh, Civil War or something, just someone who's just lame. Are they still modern now? Yeah, they are. Civil War is the last modern set. Oh, wow. With the normal cards. Um, Damn, unless the rares had flight, because, like, Falcon and Songbird were rare. Trying to think. Trying to think. The the, Both Green Goblins and Hobgoblins or whatever from Spider-Man, they were commons and uncommons. A rare within Dom. No special powers. At all. Man, that's tricky. That's like a tough one. These were not. These were not good clues. The figure's probably going to be something totally like, oh, if I would have got keyword or whatever, would have known it. Hmm. If Eric is responsible for my second sweep ever tonight, what if it's like? Was there like a something special? Like a skeleton leader in the in the R.I.P. set? The skeleton champion, yeah. No, you're not wrong. That's who I picked. I don't remember if he's actually a rare. He is a rare. I don't think he has a Domino. There's no way. I, I know picked he worst pieces, so I'm going to go with that. Okay, let's go for it. I know he doesn't have any special powers, because it's like just charging blades and stuff. So, zombie... I'm sorry, not zombie. Skeleton? Skeleton. Is that what you said? 
Yeah, skeleton uh, leader champion. You know, just, leader champion. Just because along those same lines, I'm gonna go with Doctor Jekyll for my guess. Doctor Jekyll. Okay. Yes. All right, locked in for both of you. Survey says. <laughs> That's one point for me, gentlemen. The the figure in question is none other than number 10 from the Undead set, Zombie Shambler. Zombie Shambler. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Didn't know that Let's one move on to figure number two. And uh, that is going to be... Yeah, give me a I got a, I got a good feeling about this. We got number 18 for our first number. Okay, so 17 through 20 on our list of clues is a free play. The contestants can choose anything that they would like to know about this figure. So what would you guys like to know about we, this figure? Anything we anything we want to know about the figure. That I, is also on this list of clues yeah, in front of me. So the name is not on there. Okay, uh, set. I'm okay with set, too. Let's do it. You sure okay. the name? The set is Star Trek. Whatever, we're done. There's nothing. <laughs> I I wanna I wanna just let me uh let me tell you the first sentence of this email that I got from Eric Caves. R.I.P. Calder. This set or this has a Star Trek piece because of numbers. That's so true. <laughs> oh. What's uh What's the name of the little bitty? Goofball, uh, little little dudes, the, all the yeah. balls, tribbles, tribbles. Yep. Okay, tribbles. There you go. Locked in for tribbles with Chris Calder. Do you have a guess? Dude, you know I don't. Uh, I'm gonna go with Rock. The Rock. It's, it's like R O K or something. I think. Oh God. Yeah. Rock. I, I thought Dwayne Johnson in my head. I don't know why. My right. Head. Somebody be I thought, I thought Sean out. Connery. <laughs> <laughs> All right, survey says. <laughs> All right, let's move on to clue number two. Number six. Number six is named keyword. It has no name. So, so, so that, so wait, now that's that's pretty good. So it's not Starfleet. It's no Kirks and Spocks and whatever. It's not Borg or whatever was in the set. It's some. Random things like triples and that rock guy. Those were good guesses. Okay, maybe those actually were. Those were good. Maybe, guesses. maybe we can do it. No name keyword. This gets rid of so much of the set. I really like where we're at. If I could just remember what else was in the set, um, I'm gonna go with Horta. What does she do Horta. for a living? Ooh, she double bases. She double bases, baby. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but she does it. There's a, there's like a, uh, there was a, a creature. Um, yes, uh, there was the creature. Are you saying thing about the dude with the super long dial, the one that Kirk M- wrestled? M- M13 or something like that. M13. MS13. Sir 13. MS13 creature. Got it. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, so I will accept it as an answer. Okay, um, thank you. Locked in. You're gracious. Yes. Calder, you locked in as well? Oh, yeah. All right, survey says... <laughs> it is, in fact, a figure that I have chosen before to be on Hidden Gym, and that is number 31, 
M113 creature. Good job, so, Chris. My MS13. That, <laughs> that is one point for Chris. Unfortunately, I did not get the sweep. I am sorry, Citizen Eric. And All see, right, this would have been the, the Halloween episode, a sweep, a broom, something to fly around. would have been a great time for you to sweep. <laughs> what wow, a terrible that's joke. So funny. Minus, one, minus one clue from the next character. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. What's the first clue you guys got? It's going to be number one. Number one is team ability, and it has a team ability. That is the PD team ability. Oh, Dinothor. Okay. Locked in for Dinothor? Sheriff Steve Rogers. Sheriff Steve Rogers. He's wearing a costume that's kind yeah. of Halloween-themed. Okay, cool. Got it. Survey says... <laughs> well, let's go to clue number two. Oh, we got number one again. Let me uh, let's generate it. Number three. Number three is set. That is going to be the superior foes of Spider-Man. Okay, okay, okay. Cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt. Um, we got Stacy. Captain Stacy is a, a cop. And, uh, yep. There were... <laughs> Uh, and that's it. I'm were, done. NYPD officer. Yeah, there were generic cops. That's right. There we there go. NY, some... NYPD officer. Okay. Locked in with NYPD. Calder? I can't think of his name, but I feel like it's it's the Spawn ripoff guy. Spawn ripoff guy? Yeah, there was a dude in the set. I'm pretty, he might have had police. Maybe he didn't. But I feel like you want to choose someone from the Spider-Man set for Bad Samaritan. That spawn ripoff dude. He had a cape and it was it was like alive. I can't remember his name though for the life of me. Huh. I know who you're talking about, but without a name, I'm not giving it to you. How dare you? Okay. Um. I feel like he had police. I. Uh... They had like Captain Stacy, didn't they? Yep. Um... Captain Stacy. Then there's the generic, and he was the prime of the generic. And, and the, only reason I, the only reason I know the NYPD officers is because I bought a bunch of thugs, and they sent me one of those on accident. Um, nice. Um, who's your spawn ripoff guy, though? Dude, he he had perplexity. He only targeted himself with. He's like straight up 100 points. He has invincible. I mean, set special pink power on his first clicks. I oh. Prowler? No. No, it's not Prowler. Prowler's like a purple cat person who's like yeah stuff. This dude, I I really feel like it's him because I think he had police. Um, <laughs> this is going crazy. Oh man, gosh! I can. I Calder, do you do you watch Game of Thrones? I don't. I do not. Oh, never mind. Chris, do you watch Game of Thrones? I seen two episodes and I thought it was like a bad like like Spartacus is just way better because it's everything my inner twelve year old boy wants. Well, never mind. The clue I was gonna give you for a name is not gonna help if you guys don't know what. Is it Tyrion <laughs> Lannister? <laughs> I know that guy. Yeah, his name is Tyrion <laughs> Lannister. Nailed it. Is it Stark? That's a joke. No. Because like, there's no. a Stark guy. I've seen those memes. All right. Okay. 
to keep things. I'm just going to say Captain Stacy. You, you named, you named multiple things about the figure that you were mostly correct on, except for the point value. He's actually 85 points. 85 you said he was hundred. Uh, you're, you're thinking of Nightwatch. Nightwatch! Because he was like, <laughs> yeah! Okay. He's so excited about that. Okay. Locked in with Nightwatch. Survey says. Oh! Sorry, Calder! <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. I had to do all that work just to be wrong. I really... I know. I, like, I was reveling in it over here. You can't see my... Sometimes I wish we didn't have an audio-only podcast so you could see my face. But <sighs> it is what it is. Let's move on to clue number... This is clue number three, isn't it? Yep, this is it. Yeah, it's number 18, baby. Number 18 is a free play. What would you guys like to know about the figure? I want the... I want the... Do we want the number? Uh, no, because I think there might have been a symbiote with the police ability, so I believe, I think trait might be a good one. Okay. You want to go with trait? Yeah. Okay. Trait is alien symbiote. Knew it. Okay, um, yeah, see, I knew there was a symbiote with it. I'm pretty sure. Toxin? That's exactly what I was going to say. There was toxin, venom, anti-venom, and carnage. I don't think there was a poison, but there might have been. So if you want to take toxin, I'll take poison, just in case there was a poison. It was not. There was not a poison, but there was a venom. Uh, venom would... I mean, Eddie Brock's not a cop. We just talked about him sort, pseudo sort of two weeks ago. But I think you're right with toxin. Go anti-venom, then. I'll go with anti-venom. That sounds good. Okay. Okay. Locked in with two different symbiotes. Toxin for Chris. Anti-Venom for Calder. Survey says... And that is going to make this week's winner of Bad Samaritan, Mr. Chris. Chris. Woohoo, go me. All right, so here's the cool thing about this email. I want to read you this email because I I appreciated the nuance of it. So I really wanted other people uh, to continue on after the first sentence. He said... Uh, I decided I'd theme this set on monsters, so all three of these figures have the monster keyword numbered 103118. So this year's date for Halloween, and if you look, Zombie Shambler is number 10 from the set, M13 Monster is number 31 from the set, and Toxin is number 18 from the set. I absolutely love that. That is That's cool. Creative. That's awesome. I'm... Very, very surprised that that all kind of fell into place and added up the way it did, all with the monster keyword, all hitting those dates exactly. But I'm just, you know what? Slow. I, I doubt you could hear this, but like, slow clap. That was that was really well done. So, <laughs> but that is gonna make uh, Chris your winner. Congratulations, man. Very nice. All right, you did it. We, we did it. After 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 my Batman fiasco, I feel I feel I feel okay. You redeemed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we move on, we do need to let you guys know that Dial H works off the value for value model. Our goal is to entertain you guys and gals. So if you feel like we give you value in your life, consider showing us your love and leveling up your heroic rank so you can earn your heroic titles. Like Citizen, like uh, Mr. Citizen Air Capes, Vigilante Protagonist, and you're going to hear a few more of those when we get into the community proper. Heroic Rank Level Ups occur the first episode of every month, or as you donate via PayPal. This is the last episode of this month, so that means the next episode is going to be the first episode of the first month. So 
Uh, if you guys want to jump on, you can get your first citizen rank, or, uh, I mean, just visit our Patreon, and you can see what all that entails. And then don't forget that your names and titles appear in the show notes for the months you contribute to the community as you are producers of the podcast. So we really appreciate all you guys that do uh, help us keep this chugging along. So are you guys ready to get into community? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. There are dozens of us. Dozens! It was such a weird split, weird dichotomy of numbers this week. Uh, on Tuesdays, we always put a Community Tuesdays question up on Facebook and on Twitter. This week's Community Tuesdays question was, uh, with the ROC now sponsored by WizKids, what do you think this will mean for the future of the game? Calder, do you want to start off with your opinion? Absolutely. I feel like this is really going to boost attendance to uh to a lot of smaller events since we're gonna have more prizing from WizKids. i feel like some people see maybe the shiar and they're not all like shiar fans or whatever you know the imperial guard like that you are chris right and they're like ah i mean i can play in it maybe whatever but then they'll see some con exclusives and they'll be like all right i can i can dig this stuff i'm also a huge fan of the winter maps i like the fact that my local ish venue is going to start doing winter maps every single month I feel like it's going to be uh, more of a positive change. I think it's going to be a super, super rocky start. Pun intended. <laughs> okay, Chris, do you have an opinion? Yeah, um, I, I think, I think, first of all, before I say anything else, I think it is going to be positive. Um, one, one of the things is, you know, we do a lot of magic comparisons. Um, Star City Games has their own tournament series, um, and it really, I think, really forced. Um, Wizards of the Coast to kind of up their game as far as their big tournaments go with the Grand Prix circuit and stuff like that. I mean, they were already fantastic tournaments, but you've got to start offering formats that people want to play. Um, so I'm hoping that this, I'm hoping that WizKids didn't look at, at The Rock and go, that's competition for what we're trying to do, and that's the only reason why we want to partner up with it. Um, I hope that's not the reason because I think overall it can be extremely positive because you guys said you guys said something really powerful on the last episode as far as that they have the monopoly on plastic superheroes, you know, superhero figurines. Um, there should just be because I know at, our, at my local store, there's a lot of people that buy hero clicks, but there's very few that play. And I think, you know, they make great sculpts and they're You know, you can set one on your computer monitor or whatever at work if that's your favorite character you know like you can put the power pack up there because everybody loves them um but uh adding more players to the game is going to be where it's at and that's what's going to keep the longevity of the game so if this adds more players it's going to be fantastic okay let's start out on facebook this week since we do have so many more answers on Facebook than we do on Twitter, and we'll just go back and forth. Carter. All right. Uh, first one is from Daniel Powell. He says it's going to be an excellent future and expansion of organized play. Uh, Citizen Tiemu, our man from Finland, said, I hope it means better prize support, especially outside of the States as well. Uh, sh sure would be nice to get a crack at winning those con exclusives, either at local events or as uh, WIN or win point unlockable mail prizes or something like that. That would be a very interesting uh, idea, I think, uh, to have have them be mailed out to you. But is that I don't I don't even think that's a possibility, is it? Ooh, uh, it's kind of rough. That's rough. Yeah. Uh, next up is Tim Sear with maybe my favorite answer, and he said different logo on the dice. 
different logo. Yeah, a different logo on the dice. Oh, I can see that. Okay. They make they make they make dice masters, which I think they've got some fantastic logos on dice masters. So I could yeah I could see that. Oh yeah yeah. If you've never seen dice master dice, the the amount of creativity it came up just to make different versions of even a lot of the same characters, just like little symbols on those dice. That was insanely well done. I'll give them that. Uh, we have an answer from protagonist Michael Miller said. Uh, it sounds like WizKids is finally getting a bit more serious about the longevity of Heroclix. Good. Tyler Mirren said, hopefully better prizing. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I can dig it. I mean, I want better prizing. I think we all do. Poignant. All right. Vigilante Collectible said, is it a sign that they're willing to farm out big parts of the game? That is, trying to cut costs everywhere possible? That was a question. I don't know if I phrased it as a question, but I... Maybe. I don't know. Who knows what's going through WizKids' heads? It's not like they send out things to let us know. They definitely don't. Uh, James Peters. At the very least, we know we know people that care about the game are involved at high levels now. That is true. Okay. Ben Jones said, I am guessing great prize support and greater exposure in the U.S. Outside of there, not too much. Think the game will keep plodding away here in Australia without too much fanfare and no prize support as such. Uh, thank you for being one of our listeners down under, first of all. Second of all, I, yeah, I, I don't know. As far as WizKids goes, I think they're very, very U.S.-centric, and they, they always view it, the view themselves as U.S.-centric. And I got to talk to some people, uh, behind the curtain earlier this year, and as far as what I know about the future of Heroclix, it does sound like it is going to start becoming even more concentrated in very specific parts of the U.S. rather than the U.S. as a whole. So I guess we'll see if it comes to that. Uh, that sounds all well and good, but, like, what's in Australia? Anyways, Malcolm Rush, the man from Japan. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of things that can kill you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Malcolm Rush said, hopefully better advertising for events and the game itself, which I think we can definitely agree with. Yeah. Space Monkey Jackie, Jesse said, time for ROC to sell out for all that WizKids monies. <laughs> Rock Maps League next year is cool, so ROC map prices might rise now. Absolutely. Uh, Peter Zachary, I'm hoping for some more consistent and diverse opportunity for competitive play. Uh, like, he said, like the Calder scene in my area is pretty sim- slim. I'm sorry there aren't enough of me in your area. Uh, and I, <laughs> I usually get in one or two games that are best in my area, but uh, yeah, I'm so sorry that there's not more of me there. I don't know if the world can handle much more sexy than oh, what no. you bring to the table, Calder. It's not a possibility. <laughs> Jay Sanson said, hopefully we'll increase our local Winamap participation. We get 20, fl- 20 players for pre-releases, but only five for a Winamap. Hmm. That is really sad that you only get five people. Uh, Citizen Christian Vogan, I think it will provide a healthy competitive scene, one that is more organized and easier for people to get into, and more fun for all involved. I think this is a huge step for Heroclix game, and hopefully grows the community as a whole. Hashtag Marvel Unlimited. Uh, I am completely out on Twitter, so you keep uh, chugging Let's away. rattle through these bad boys. Brian Poling said the future's so bright, I gotta wear shades, which is also an amazing <laughs> answer. Uh, Kari Sampson said it really depends on the quality of the WizKids price support for all levels of rock events. Chris Derek Rizzi, I hope 
maybe it can be worldwide. I am moving down to Australia. Once again, whatever this Australia is. And it seems that the pricing for con exclusives is very hit and miss there. It also kind of sucks since most new sets come out a couple months after North America. All in all, better pricing. Kari Samson went on again to say, judge pricing will need to be a thing as well. That was a weakness of the ROC in his experience. Yeah, man, judges, they're, they're doing all this work, and sometimes they just don't get paid. You need to at least get some, some sweet prizes out of it. Matthew Armour said, hopefully Canada will get access to more ROC events and Winamaps. Superhero. Super fan, Lucas Van Holland said, bring back the Chase Prime set. So when you would win like a WKO or whatever, you would get a Chase set and a Prime set. So he wants those back, baby. Stuart James, Cameron Evans, a lot of names, sir, said, I think the lack of cast prizes might affect the top end of the competitive scene but a more consistent tournament system will help get people in at the local level. I think, I think a lack of cash yeah. prizes, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I think a lack of cash prizes could actually be a good thing considering a cash prize could make it considered gambling, which might be bad for the longevity. Right. So doing away with cash prizes seems good. <laughs> See, I'm okay with that. Like cash prizes, they were never like huge for me. I mean, I get it. 4,000 bucks is awesome. If you can win $4,000 for playing a little plastic superheroes, Go for that all day long. <clears throat> no, I'm I'm actually gonna I'm gonna agree with Chris on this one. To me, HeroClix has always been just what it is to me. It's a game. It is a game, and I don't want it to turn into the competitive scene that Magic turned into, because that to me is when Magic started becoming toxic. Is when yeah. you start walking away with like forty thousand dollar prize pools, and there are people there that are so cutthroat. That it's not a, it's no longer a game it's a job to them and when they show up they're not there to have fun they're there to win and that really kills a lot of people wanting to play the game so this is already a really small game compared especially compared to magic i mean they don't even hold a candle to what magic does as far as reach out to the world but i mean if you want another way to keep killing the game add more and more money to prize pools i uh wow oh man I quit talking and I lose my voice. But no, I totally agree with you guys. I think the more money that's at risk, the more, I don't want to say annoying, but kind of annoying that people get. Because then they're like, oh, it costs money to get here. There's money on the line, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's a game. We're playing a game. Uh, so I like to keep that mentality in mind. David Logan said, <clears throat> hopefully more organized judging program and more consistent turnabout, turnouts to events since the ROC and WKOs won't be competing for weekends. I totally agree with that. Paul Groth said, I kind of hope another independent group comes in to fill the void. Have you ever heard of Majestics? Albeit they are very, very West Coast based, but they are a slightly independent group. Uh, yes, I do hope another one comes in to fill the void. I'll agree with that. And the last one is Lance Miller. I hope this can allow for the Sorry, for some sort of left better players uh, to be able to get into states. So, left of better. That's what it is. Okay. And helps grow in the game in a more positive way. I think so. Yeah, okay. He hopes that, you know, okay players have a better chance of getting into states and doing better. It helps grow the game in a more positive way. I guess that's my takeaway. Maybe it's wrong. I feel like this could have been a one-two punch. So I think what this is is a really positive direction that the game might be taking. Uh, however, I think we all kind of know at this point how inconsistent of a company WizKids is. So 
it's all well and good that they say that they're going to do these things. I'm just kind of waiting until they actually accomplish what they say they're going to do before I really want to, you know, start putting all my money back into or all my eggs in their basket. As far as the one-two punch part of it goes, I think that what they should have done is just start blasting this in advertisement. And I said this last week, but advertisement would ramp up popularity of this game and bring a lot more players in, but they refuse to advertise. So this is good. I like it. We'll see where it goes. But they really need to start advertising as well. What was, I, I don't know. I think they're doing better. I think they're listening a little bit more. What was, like, for example, what was the first uh, set this year or the last set last year? Was it Harley Quinn? Harley Quinn was the last set last year, I believe, or Star Trek, either one. Okay, so two, three, four, five. We've had six sets this year, which is half of last year, right? I mean, everybody last year, the, the complaint was too many sets, too many sets, I can't keep up. And, you know, I mean, I, I think maybe they did listen to the players and go, yeah, maybe that was too much. Maybe once a month is way too much, you know, so. That, yeah, I can agree with that. And it's this weird balancing act, right? Because you're going to have all of these people that they want new product. They want new product all the time. But if you add too many sets and they're complaining that there's too many things coming out. But then there's also people out there because they they're they have a good number of properties, a uh, respectable, we'll say, number of properties with TMNT, Star Trek, Marvel, DC. And now with this WWE property that's coming down the line, um, we're going to start seeing if they ramp up the number of sets that come out per year, but people start specifying into what properties they really care about. Like, I'm probably not going to be buying a DC set. However, I might be buying stuff from TMNT and also from Marvel, and then I can – if they spread it all out nice and evenly, then it will feel like there's quite a few sets coming out geared towards you specifically, even though there's a lot of sets coming out all at once in a year. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, like I, my, my buddy Dustin, he just started playing within the last couple, three months, and I, I told him, I go, you know, they come out with sets quite a bit. You just got to – you know, you just got to – Pick the stuff that you like, you know, like he he got like the super rare shredder that makes the shredder clones from TMNT three. Um, he really likes the eight bit turtles. And then he's also trying to collect some of the old Street Fighter stuff just because that's that's the stuff that he likes. And I told him, like, you know, if, if he, he doesn't like like the 1872 stuff, he was not a big fan of the cowboy stuff. He's not a cowboy fan, but he likes the Thors in the set. So he can kind of sure. pick and choose what he gets on the secondary market, go into Cool Stuff, Inc. And, you know. Sorry, keep going. Do you, do you guys know any people, actually know very many people, that do try to actively collect every single piece from a set anymore? I do. Because that's how Heroclix used to be. There used to be a lot of people that were like, Yep, I have every figure from Explosion. I have every figure from Clobbering Time. I have every figure. And, you know, there were a bunch of those people. And I've noticed as the years go on, there are fewer and fewer of those people and more people that are just collecting specific keywords or specific properties or whatever. We have two people that I know of for sure. Like, I know one guy. I think he's missing, like, Odin and one other piece from the new set. Um, he's got all of the super friends, but he, I mean, he's a DC lover, first of all. So he kind of said, okay, I'm just going to concentrate on DC. Cause he actually sold me his fear itself set. Um, just cause I think I, those pieces look, they look amazing. I don't have the, the serpent, but I like the big serpent, but I have all the rest of them. I mean, cause I think they look cool. Um, 
but I think he just kind of fell into, I mean, I think, I think battle world is, is a cool set hands down. Um, and because of that, Oh, it was a very cool set. Yeah. I mean, I, I got my brick on Tuesday and I was like, that was one of the things this week that made me happy. Cause I mean, it's, it's a cool set. It's, it's, <laughs> um, so we got, we have two people that really, I think really try to complete sets. And I know like I just traded my spider punk to somebody because it was the last, uh, chase of that set that he really, really, really needed. So I was like, all right, even though I think spider punk looks cool, I, I traded it to him, but yeah, we have two in my group and we have a pretty small group. So, uh, if they would have actually done the chases in what I would have considered a correct manner for the battle world set and made them all 10,000 BC or whatever chases, instead of going off into left field with Namor and, and, uh, black Panther, then I probably would have actually collected all of those, but because they didn't do it right, I just feel like it'd be a waste of my time. Like you're only, you can only get like half of them. So why even try to collect half of them? It doesn't even make any sense to me. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think what they, they didn't do, because one of the things like, like my brick, I got all of the runaways um, and they didn't have like a chase runaway, you know, why not? You know? But. Yeah. Okay, well, if there's nothing else you guys want to add to the Community Tuesdays question, right? That is it, my man. I'm good. Okay, then we will move on. We have a um, – we're still missing a sound cue on this, so if somebody wants to hook us up with a sound cue, uh, that would be great. Jedi Legends Heroclix Tip of the Week. He said, stop hiding in light objects. They're no longer considered hindering terrain for line of sight or movement purposes. So – I, I'm not gonna lie. That's something I still forget about, even to this day. Wait, and what, what, and what is, is what is his real name? I, is his real name Malcolm? No, no, no. no. Jedi Legend is a completely different. Listener. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Because uh, I knew you were looking for a soundbite, and I was thinking like the theme song to Malcolm in the Middle. Um, but if his name's not that's Malcolm, hilarious. then that's not gonna work. So no, I'll keep. I, I still think a Star Wars one. I mean, I like Hello There, but it's a little short. But anyways, no, that's actually really good advice. Because one time I was like, oh, I'll outsmart this. I'll hide in a heavy object. And then the heavy object was destroyed because you can still destroy objects. Uh, and then I was shot. So be wary of objects, people. Sometimes they can just shoot them out from under you, and it really hurts. Well, you're talking about a thing, that, a rules change that was in place, not the change itself, but the rule was in place for, like, the first 14 years of this game out of the 15 years. Right. From from day one, there's going to be people in, that know exactly what I'm talking about. We're talking about rookie Black Panther, 27 points, hiding in a light object wherever you needed him just because Outwit worked from 10 squares away back then, and he was basically a god piece. It was insane. And now, like knowing that I've been playing as long as I have and knowing that it's just, that's just a tactic that I have available in my toolbox of tactics in my head, now just knowing that it's not there, I forget about it. So... I, I still park characters in light objects thinking this still works, and I know it doesn't, but my head still goes, eh, no, it's fine, and then I get sniped, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't I don't even bring anything but heavy objects with me because I don't have to, like, I don't have, like, a limitation on them, and if I can't hide in them, and I can't use, I mean, I guess they're okay, but if, you know, super strength and hiding in them, I mean, there's two things that I'd want them for. Um, so normally I just bring heavy objects only. Okay. Uh, I don't. 
I don't think we have anything else in community. Um, we we do have we do have a birthday actually, and that is going to be. She will never lis- listen to this, I'm sure. But uh, my fiance Jaylene, her birthday was on the 25th. So as always, we're gonna give a dial H for HeroClicks official Happy Arabian birthday. Happy. Happy birthday to you. I feel like that was more for me. That was more for you. Own it, man. Own it. <laughs> I just like hearing him sing it. I don't know why. It's just it's just a thing. Okay, so if you out there in podcast land have somebody in your life, maybe a player or a judge at your local venue, you want to give a shout-out to on the podcast and bring them into the Dial H fold, or uh, if it's your birthday. Just let us know when it is and who you are, or who it is, and we'll give them an official Dial H for HeroClix. Happy Arabian birthday. Uh, I don't have anything else for community at all before we sign off. Calder, do you? I have something very important to say. Uh, This is a soundbite I've been trying to work into the podcast for a very long time. And finally, I have an excuse. Chris, what day is Halloween on this year? Wednesday. Wednesday, my dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I've waited to use that for so long. Why? <laughs> it's probably one of the greatest lines that's that's given me strength to get through like my entire life. Whenever I whenever I'm feeling down, I remember it is Wednesday, my dudes, and then I do a high pitched <laughs> scream wherever I am. You know what my, one of my favorite sound bites of all time What's is? That? Oh my god! Woo! Listen to that horn! He's so happy. Oh. How can you not hear that and just exude happiness? I, I shared that with my coworkers, by the way. That's awesome. And... <laughs> oh, it's so good. Thank you, Chris, very much for coming on to our Halloween episode this year. We really appreciate that, man. No, it's cool. I actually, growing up, Halloween was my mom's favorite holiday, and even as a dad, I enjoy trick-or-treating, and unfortunately, my youngest is 14, so I think I'm done trick-or-treating now, which is sad. So, But I love Halloween. Oh, that is so. really sad. Well, I have a question for you. It's, it's one of those um, really important philosophical questions, like why are we here and what's the purpose of life? The question is, is the Nightmare Before Christmas movie a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? Yes. Awesome. Calder, what do you think? Yes. Well, here, here's here's the thing. I, I would love to be on around Christmas so I can share my favorite Christmas movie. So Sounds good. I, I'm, that's a couple months away, but I feel like we can make that happen, Cal. That's like fair. That. Hey, and if you don't mind, uh, I would like to say to the other listeners that um, – I reached out to these guys and they've had me on. I think this is my third time, second, third time being on the show. And if you guys want to be on the show, uh, they're down to have people to talk to. So hit them up and ask them if you can be on the show and they'll, they might let you because they're nice to me. This, this has always been a community driven podcast to me. And I, I've said that a million times. I know the long time listeners out there, they're like, yeah, we've heard this one before, but if there are any new time listeners out there, we get you guys, um, actually seldom or uh, quite frequently not seldom i don't know why my mind went that way 
But, uh, yeah, it, we wouldn't be here without you guys, so we appreciate it. And uh, if you do want to be on the podcast, just get a hold of us. And to do that, thank you for the segue. You can follow us at Dial H for Hero Clicks on Twitter. That is the number four. On Facebook, just search Dial H for Hero Clicks. Or you can send an email to us like Citizen Eric Caves did. Recommendations for things like Bad Samaritan, Casual Comparisons, Hidden Gems, things like that. Uh, or if you just want to be on the podcast, let us know at uh, dialhforheroclicks at gmail.com. So that's all I got. Once again, Chris, thank you for being on. We always appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. All right. Since we haven't talked about for Hero Clicks in like five minutes, I'm going to go ahead and read us out of here. As a reminder, Dialhh for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com. You can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Bye guys. See trails.